We are joined in studio today by a very special guest, Natalie Sifuma. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. You're the head of communications at She Changes Climate. That's awesome. I only know you on a spin bike. <laughs> so now to know that this is what you do is super cool. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. How long have you been with uh, She Changes Climate? Since January of this wow. year. So just ushered in the new year and joined the climate space. I love that for yeah. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about uh, She Changes Climate and what your mission is. Great. So She Changes Climate actually started two years ago ahead of COP26, which is a conference of the parties. And it was almost like a resistance to what was happening, which was that the COP government was primarily men. And so mm. it was like, how are we creating policies that are for everyone, but it's primarily men who are, who are, you know, sort of developing them. And so we've become a global movement since then, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and we are just advocating for more women in climate leadership, but also working in tandem with women in communities um, that are most impacted by climate change. And mm -hmm. so it's really just... Um, pushing the agenda for, you know, climate change affects the whole world, not half of it. And so women deserve to have a seat at the table and women should work with men um, because both genders bring, you know, different perspectives, different strengths. So, yeah, that's what we do. So true. And people say if you want to get a job done, put a woman in charge. Yesterday we had a, a, a interview from uh, the company New Faces, New Voices, and they're doing something similar. They want women in uh, boardrooms, when, especially when it comes to financial decisions for companies. And so it's really interesting to see, uh, yeah, She Changes Climate also doing the same, uh, except in this climate discussion. Interesting, but also a little bit sad, right, that we have to have these companies that really lead the charge in order to make sure that women's voices are represented. Because like you said, we make up for half of the population. So you would, uh, you would expect that this would be something that could happen without the need of a push from a company. But here, here, here we, we are. are. You're doing the Lord's work. We appreciate you. Thank so you. in terms of in ch championing, the, championing excuse me, the role of women in critical decision-making to save humanity and the planet, the planet, humanity via the planet maybe, uh, were women adequately re represented at the summit that just happened? I think there was a good representation that could have been more. Mm -hmm. Again, just back to what you've said. Why why is this still a discussion in 2023? Mm -hmm. But it's still, it just shows that this is important. We still need to do more work um, and show the crucial role that women, you know, play in climate action, which is the term for, you know, how we are dealing with climate change um, towards a sustainable, a just um, future. And something that you mentioned earlier, which uh, the woman who I was interviewing yesterday, Wangeshi, said as well, new, uh, new faces, new voices, was that, you know, there are women having these discussions, but not a lot of them are, are at the boardroom, at the table making the decisions. So you're right. Maybe there is representation on the ground at the summit, but it's like, who are the people who are making those uh, final decisions? Yeah. What are ways in which She Changes Climate uh, brings more female voices into the space? So we are, I would say, a... a, a a big chunk of our work is within the policy and advocacy space. So really speaking to um, those decision makers and making them understand this is why we need women there. Mm -hmm. But then we also, um, in tandem, like I said, we work with women at the front line, women in these communities that are most impacted. But then what I realized in, in, the, in the time I've been at She Changes Climate is mm. while women are most affected, they are the ones who are the solutions. Um, they are the ones who are leading solutions, leading their communities. So it's not so much painting them as victims, but showing they play a crucial role. And this is why they also deserve to have, you know, their plights, their challenges, their solutions as well implemented at policy level. What were some of the solutions that you saw in the, uh, at the summit that women were, were sort of behind or, or creating? 
So the summit actually was focusing on finance and uh, energy transition, so just energy transition. A lot of gender-based conversations happened at the First Lady's Pavilion. So there was this section where it was mostly women-focused conversations. But I think there just could have been more. Mm -hmm. There could have been more. Mm -hmm. More could have been done because the declaration came out at the end of yesterday. And women was only mentioned once. Gender was not mentioned at all. So it's very much like um, when you think of energy transition, it's women in the kitchens. You know, for instance, in your traditional um, African home, it's women who are managing kitchens, Mm -hmm. for instance. And so they stand to benefit most from the knowledge and can also um, contribute to the solutions we're sharing. Mm -hmm. But... Okay, but yeah. still, right? But still. Like it's still not happening. Yeah. Um, looking at the declaration by African leaders who attended the summit and the call to action, uh, is all of this what you saw? Is is it achievable? Things such as forty three percent emission reduction by twenty thirty to meet the Paris Agreement. From what you saw, is there? Because I mean, saying it is one thing, but actually believing it and then getting behind it is another. Did you do you think this is a possibility, or do you think it was a lot of? A lot of talk or a combination of both, maybe. (laughs) Might be a combination of both. And I could answer this from a realist perspective. I think that um, sometimes um, our leaders over promise, Mm -hmm. but also from a personal perspective and maybe also a woman perspective here. I'm a hopeful person. And so I think that these things can be achieved. But again, it's really walk the talk. They say walk the talk. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you look at even just statistics around the world, when women are in leadership, they follow through with things. Mm -hmm. Or even if they are working with men, they support in following through with some of these promises that are made. So I am hopeful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things that we have to wait and see how it goes. Right. Okay. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion. It's 18 after 8. If you have any questions, get them in. 984 in the morning. Hashtag drive in 0701-984-984. We have uh, a wonderful guest in studio with us, Natalie Sifuma, Head of Communications at She Changes Climate, talking all things climate and the Climate Summit. Tell us about some of the uh, wins that She Changes Climate has seen. Give me, give me some, I want some uplifting good news this Thursday. Within the context of Africa or globally? Let's, let's say Africa. Um, hmm. or, if you, or if something came to mind globally, don't let me, don't let me stop you. Okay. Any, any good news is great news. I think it's just seeing some of the commitments that have been made by both state actors and non-state actors. So we've had conversations with the government of Finland, the government of Germany, and they are really pushing also the gender agenda mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in, in their... Um, in their, you know, governments, for instance. Um, it was also very interesting. Um, two months ago, I went to Kigali on behalf of She Changes Climate for mm. the Women Deliver Conference. And it was very interesting to realize that this major conference was being held in Kigali. Why? Because Kigali, um, or rather Rwanda, sorry. Rwanda is the leading country globally with majority female um, representation in government. Mm-hmm. And these are the people who helped to rebuild the country after, you know, the genocide. So, those are some things and then also having conversations with organizations like the Red Cross um, International Federation of the Red Cross and they committing to um, ensuring that when they go to COP28 later this year in Dubai that they will have more than 50% of their team as women Wow yeah that's a huge commitment mm-hmm. and we love that um, what what core issues were you seeing discussed and like emerging from the climate summit that just concluded yesterday 
Um, so yeah, so a lot of conversations were around finance because mm. that's a major ish, uh, a major challenge that we have as Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, with Africa being the most vulnerable, Africa and Asia are the most vulnerable to climate change. Um, however, you know, finances is what's lacking. So I know that was one of the um, conversations that was sort of you know um, zeroed in on. Um, but over and beyond that, there was also energy, and then just side side events were also you see now. Um, at the First Lady's Pavilion, as I shared earlier. That's where conversations around gender were coming in um, and seeing the role that, uh, or the work that uh, African girls and women are doing in this space. And it's just so beautiful to be in spaces like that where you're hearing. And it's not, you know, not not victimizing, but showing that they are the ones who are, you know, sort of pushing the solutions forward. Mm -hmm. So those are just... A couple of <laughs> yeah. there was many many things happening. It was a buzzing three days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it sounded like a lot of fun, and I know that there was a live feed that you could watch mm-hmm. uh, to kind of feel like you were part of it. I it's interesting this conversation around finance, right? And you're talking about like funding mm-hmm. uh, climate solutions yes. in Africa and Asia. And Freed has mentioned this before, but that tension a little bit of, you know, a- Africa as a continent not being a large com- contributor necessarily to the climate crisis and uh, these Western uh, countries being often larger contributors, and but yet somehow getting more funding. Uh, what was, can you talk a little bit about that tension or, or kind of what was discussed? I think I'll answer that from a different lens more so, because this the Africa Climate Summit. This was the first of its kind, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know it it happened in 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 Kenya. I think first of all is commendable for us yeah. <laughs> as a country. Yeah. Um. But I think also the thinking and the planning around it was really just to give, um, to allow solutions to be created by Africans. Yeah. Because we are the ones who are most affected. So rather than having those um international you know conferences, Top down. yeah, where it's you know top down as you say it mm-hmm. was really just let's let's bring it to where it's happening and let's let them have a say let's hear what the challenges are and then you know sort of pave the way forward okay yeah yeah i like that and uh, i guess one more question here before we get into the sports news uh what 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 is climate justice and is it the same as social justice it is social right rights it, human rights issue excuse me yeah so the climate crisis um or rather um environmental justice, climate justice, it's really just linking the climate crisis to the various other aspects, so environmental um, injustices, racial injustices, and social injustices. So communities that are most affected, indigenous communities, how do you ensure that um, the losses that they've they've experienced, you know, because, for instance, if you think of pastoralists, um, whose source of wealth is their livestock, right? Mm-hmm. And then drought comes, and then they lose their source of livelihood, their wealth. Mm. Um, how do they get compensated for that? So that's that's just an example of what what we mean when we're talking about um, climate justice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, this is a really enlightening conversation. And of mm-hmm. course, if you have any questions for Natalie and you want to learn a little bit more about She Changes Climate, do send us a question on 0701-984-984. You can tweet us at 984 in the morning using that hashtag drive in. <laughs> Capital FM. 98.4 Capital FM having a enlightening discussion uh, with uh, Natalie Safuma, Head of Communications at She Changes Climate, uh, and talking about, well, I think we're done talking about the just-concluded Climate Summit, uh, and talking more about uh, 
about uh, She Changes and what are the plans? What's What does the future look like for She Changes? What's the... I do want to say that sometimes when we talk about climate change, it really does feel like we're living on a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. we're doing. Uh, just out here hoping and praying. <laughs> hoping for the best. Yeah. And yeah. So I think I would say that we are... Two years ago, we were very UK-based. And now we are sort of spreading out to other continents. You know, now we have presence in Africa, in Kenya, for instance. And we are also setting up a chapter in India. And so I think that She Changes Climate Now is really taking on that role of a global campaign, Mm -hmm. a global movement. Um, Because global is not just one region, it's multiple regions. And it's very um, hopeful, exciting to see that we aren't just rallying women together, but we're also involving men in this conversation because we envision a shared future where, you know, um, young ones will, you know, enjoy the the earth and, and what Mother Earth, you know, has to give to them. So... That's that's what I would say. It's a hopeful future for both men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, for somebody listening, if we want to support what She Changes Climate is doing, support your cause, what are ways that we can, number one, keep up to date, but also uh, make sure that we're helping champion, especially locally, uh, female voices in this conversation around climate change? Yeah, so we have a very vibrant website. I usually say that the first step is for people to get informed. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I've been doing um, in my role so far is building resources, building a repository of of information. And so that can be accessed on our website. So I think once people understand, you know, what even just climate change is, because I realize a lot of people are not actively involved in the conversation because they don't understand it Mm. and so we've also positioned ourselves as sort of conduits and um, a repository source of information Um, and so that's the first step and then from there you get to see the campaign that we're running which is really pushing for more women in in leadership and women and men working together um, in in climate and in climate action. So once you get informed, you can also support our campaign, whether it's sharing um, just some of the content that we're putting out on LinkedIn. Hmm. Uh, She Changes Climate is a page. Uh, We're also quite active on Twitter and Instagram at SheClimate. At SheClimate. At SheClimate. Okay. So your website is www.SheChangesClimate dot org yes and there you'll I can see links to Twitter Instagram Facebook LinkedIn uh, I guess Facebook would be for my like father and stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah because we want everybody to be part of the conversation yeah right? absolutely thing. yeah it, it uh, somehow <laughs> they've and they've retained the Facebook name although Twitter is now X which no one's gonna call it X except for everybody born after like 2000 mm-hmm. um, but that's awesome and thank you so much for coming and uh, sharing a little bit about what she changes climate does it's always super informative and you know, you talk about informing yourself on the climate crisis. It, it's a it's a huge topic with many facets, mm-hmm. right? Like um, it, it touches everything that we do from uh, our own physical health, right? In terms of the food that we're eating, yeah. the economy, the earth itself, the environment, um, like you're saying, gender relations. So I think it's a it's a all-encompassing topic that you can enter at so many different points. Uh, so I, I love that you guys are being a place where people can come for more information. Um, and it's been so, so enlightening talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. Capital FM.